This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome in, everybody. College football betting. Another preseason edition. I am your host, Aaron Torres. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody is really, uh, frankly, just getting ready for football, man. I mean, we had the preseason in the NFL the other day. Uh, we obviously, three Thursdays from today will be the first big Thursday of college football. And, of course, three Saturdays from today, week zero will be upon us. Another edition, like I said, preseason edition of college football betting. Today, we will look at the Big 12, which to me is as interesting as any conference in the sport Baylor is the defending champ. Oklahoma actually went 11 and 1 in the regular season last year. Texas is Texas. Oklahoma has a new head coach. A lot of interesting teams in this league and a lot to dive into on today's show. A couple quick announcements before we get to the Big 12. First of all, if you missed any previous episodes, we're spacing these out very nicely. Uh, go back and listen. We have hit on over-under win totals in the SEC East. We have hit on over-under win totals in the SEC West. We have hit on over-under win totals in the Big Ten East and the Big Ten West as well. These are designed for you to binge listen to so you could go back and listen to the ones that you've missed. Uh, I don't think that there's very much that has changed since I've recorded any of them. Really quickly, I would also say uh, we are ramping up that YouTube channel. So make sure that you are subscribed. The offer from last week still stands. I told you last week, I said for those of you up into the first 50 subscribers, if you subscribe to the show, if you subscribe to the YouTube channel and you can send me proof, in other words, you have to take a screenshot of you subscribe to the YouTube channel, DM it to me at Aaron underscore Torres. And what we'll do is I will go ahead and send you a Buffalo Wild Wings gift card up until the first 50 people to subscribe to the channel. We're up to about 38, 39. Many of you have, have already done it. For those of you who did do it, one, thank you. Two, your gift cards will be in the mail here probably late this week, early next week. Uh, but based on the number of downloads of this show, I know there are more of you that are eligible for this. So go ahead and make sure to subscribe to the College Football Betting page on YouTube. Send me a screenshot. You get a $25 Buffalo Wild Wings gift card. Finally, quick reminder, over-under win totals, Big 12 today, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. All of the over-under win totals are brought to you by DraftKings. By the way, special offer I'll share with you later for those of you in the state of Kansas. Kansas is the next state to get legal sports betting. Finally, as I always say, 
This show is for entertainment purposes only. Try to give you the best information that I possibly can. Uh, not trying to sell you anything. There is no one nine hundred number. I will not make any you know sell your your wife's uh, wedding ring guarantees. Nothing like that. Just try to make you the most informed, better as possible. Oh, one other thing too. Really quick. Next week, we're going to do two episodes. Uh, I'll do some Heisman odds as well as the Pac-12. But with that said, let's get to the Big 12. And like I said, really, really, really interesting conference. Uh, Baylor, the defending champ, Oklahoma State 11-1, all that good stuff. I want to get to the best bet. And to me, it's actually surprising because I think that I am higher on this team than just about anybody. It is the Oklahoma Sooners. And I believe that they are the best bet at over under nine and a half wins. And a lot of the money has actually come in on the under. The under is minus 125. The over is plus 105. But when I look at Oklahoma, I believe that they are not only one of the most undervalued teams in the Big 12, I think they're one of the most undervalued teams in the country. And I think the reason they're undervalued is pretty straightforward. We all know they went through the coaching change. We all know Lincoln Riley is out. We all know that Brent Venables is in. Um, And what I would say is I think kind of the national discourse on Oklahoma, the casuals, to use a a quote from my buddy Josh Pate, right? Josh Pate always calls people that aren't diehards the casuals. And I think the the thought from the casuals is, well, Oklahoma is going to regress, and here's why. Their offense won't be as good without Lincoln Riley. And their defense might be a little bit better under Brent Venables, but they'll still stink because they're Oklahoma. I don't buy into either of those narratives. First of all, from the offensive perspective, I I can legitimately say I am as excited to watch this offense as anyone in college football, including that former Oklahoma head coach who's now at least in the Pac-12 for a year or two. I give credit to Brent Venables, right? He came in, he knew his strength was on the defensive side of the football, Did you see who he hired as the offensive coordinator? I think if you're listening to a show like this, you probably know. But Jeff Lebby, who coached, uh, who was the offensive coordinator at Ole Miss last year, has coached under Art Bryles, knows the Big 12, has coached under Josh Heupel, is now coming in as the offensive coordinator. And so to me, this is Brent Venable saying, look, I got the defense, you take care of the offense, no different than when a Ryan Day really hands over the defense to his defensive coordinator or Sean McVay in the NFL or Kyle Shanahan in the NFL giving complete control of that side of the football. That's what I think we're going to see at Oklahoma. So Brent, uh, uh, Brent Venables hands over the keys to Jeff Lebby, and I really like what Jeff Lebby did in the portal, bringing in Dylan Gabriel. I know there was a lot of back and forth because Oklahoma really, they lost Caleb Williams, but technically they sort of lost two transfer quarterbacks with Spencer Rattler leaving as well. But Caleb Williams leaves, and I don't think we acknowledged, like like Dylan Gabriel's a really good college quarterback. Now last year he was at UCF, Gus Malzahn, weird system, not really suited to his strengths. He gets hurt early in the year. He's kind of forgotten about. But two years ago when he played under Josh Heupel in essentially the same system he's going to be running at Oklahoma, Dylan Gabriel threw for 32 touchdowns and four interceptions for the UCF Golden Knights, again, under Josh Heupel under, uh, at Central Florida. And you look back to that season, I thought he was one of the best quarterbacks in college football. It's just he played for UCF. It was a weird COVID year, and not a lot of people were paying attention, but UCF, to their credit, finished 9-4 and four and was one of the best passing offenses in college football. Well, now he's coming to Oklahoma, and with no disrespect intended to UCF, I think you can argue he's got the best weapons that he's ever had as a college quarterback. Uh, Eric Gray is back at running back for Oklahoma. They obviously lost Kennedy Brooks. But then on top of that, the wide receiver position, Marvin Mims, former five-star, 
stuck around to play in this offense, to play under Jeff Lebby, to play under Brent Venables as the head coach. Beyond that, also, Theo Wees, he was hurt last year, but two years ago, five-star recruit who comes in, has an awesome freshman year, 37 catches during the COVID year where they only played 11 games. And so you look at this offense, I don't want to say they're not going to miss a beat at all, but first of all, they weren't great last year under Lincoln Riley. But then two, I just don't think we're giving enough credit to Jeff Lebby and to Dylan Gabriel and what his upside as a quarterback is. Defensively, yeah, we all know that they need work. But to Brent Venable's credit, I mean, he is one of the best defensive minds in all of college football. Go back to even Clemson last year. Look at all the injuries we had. They had, and I know nobody feels bad for a team with as many five stars and a team that's had as many as much has had as much success as Clemson had. But Brent Venable's defense wasn't the problem. It was that the offense couldn't move the ball with DJ Uilaganlele. And so I look at Oklahoma and I sit there and say, uh, you know, Brent Venable's kept, basically kept the Clemson program together with duct tape on defense last year, dealing with all those injuries. Now he comes in and no. It's not going to be a top five defense nationally. It's not going to be a top three defense. It's not going to be Georgia. It's not going to be Wisconsin. But they're going to play better defense overall. So I don't think the offense is going to take as much of a a drop. I don't think the defense is going to be as bad as people think. And let me say something else. Something really stood out to me. It was funny. You know, uh, I host on Fox Sports Radio. For people who do not know, I host a Saturday show. We actually come on after the big college football games on Saturday. And, you know, somebody I work with is an Oklahoma fan. And we were talking about this last week is I think when Lincoln Riley left, I mean, I was on air during that famous Lincoln Riley, uh, you know, I am not going to LSU press conference. Obviously, a day later, he leaves for USC. But I think there was kind of a thought like this whole program is going to fall apart. He is going to steal every single person from Oklahoma and bring him to USC. Well, outside of Caleb Williams, outside of Mario Williams, the wide receiver, And outside of, what, one cornerback, Latrell McCutcheon? I mean, it's not as though there was this mass exodus. And so I think what I see is a group of guys that believes in Brent Venables. What I see is a group of guys that believes in this new coaching staff. And you can criticize Lincoln Riley, but he certainly didn't leave the cupboard bare. Last uh, four seasons, 2019, top 10 recruiting class. A lot of those guys are still there. 2021, a top 10 recruiting class. Obviously, the vast majority of those guys are still there. He laid the foundation for the 2022 class. Now, credit Brent Venables for closing, but that is a top 10 class. And so this is probably the most talented roster in the Big 12. Now, we'll get to Texas in a minute. They have some interesting pieces as well, but probably the most inter- the most talented roster, uh, a group that obviously believes in Brent Venables and his staff. And so I just look at this situation. I, I don't get why people are so down on Oklahoma. So I like Oklahoma to surpass nine and a half wins. Uh, Credit to DraftKings, actually. They have Oklahoma as the favorite in this conference, even though the media picked Baylor. Oklahoma, to me, is the best bet in the Big 12. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's keep it going. Let's go with my second favorite bet, and you guys are going to laugh. So last week, I said in the Big Ten West, my favorite bet was Purdue. My second favorite bet was Illinois. That was a week ago. Well, today, you know who my second favorite bet is in the Big 12? Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. It's the Kansas Jayhawks at two and a half wins, over under two and a half wins. Now, to be clear, I don't think they're an 11 win team. I don't think we got to worry about Kansas in the college football playoff. And while they finish the season strong, they have a lot of work to do, right? They were last in the Big 12 in total offense, last in the Big 12 in total defense, last in the Big 12 in scoring offense, last in the Big 12 in scoring defense. So I'm not sitting here saying that they're going to be 11-1 and and competing for a conference title. But first of all, just think about everything that Lance Leipold dealt with when he came to that league and to that conference last year. This was a guy, he was at Buffalo. Les Miles gets fired in the spring. After spring practice, Les Miles is fired. Lance Leipold didn't even get a chance to go through spring practice last year before taking over the team in whatever it was, late May, early June, whatever it ended up being. And so you look at the situation that he inherited. You look at the fact that a bunch of their best players transferred. Basically, if you were good and you were at Kansas, once Les Miles left, you transferred out. Like, the fact that they got to two wins last year was kind of incredible. And what I would say is this. Look, we all remember the Texas game, and it was incredible, not just from the Kansas perspective, but obviously from the Texas perspective as well. This team played pretty well down the stretch. Beat Kansas, uh, beat Texas in, uh, you know, mid-November, Saturday the 13th of November, as a matter of fact. The following weekend, they lose by three at TCU. And the season finale, they lose by six at West Virginia. So I'm not sitting here saying, again, that they're this incredible team. But really, it was about a three-week stretch that they played very well down the stretch. It coincides with them making a quarterback change to a kid named Jalen Daniels. And to the credit of this program, they sold in the transfer portal that we got plenty of playing time to go around. Signed a couple nice pieces. They went ahead and signed uh, Savion Morrison, former four-star running back who played at Nebraska. Kai Thomas, who actually led Minnesota in rushing last year. Signed defensive end uh, Lonnie Phelps from uh, from Miami of Ohio, 13.5 TFLs last year, 7.5 sacks. And so I'm by no means, again, for the thousandth time, sitting here saying that um, that they're going to to go, you know, even 6-6 six and six is not realistic. But there's a talent upgrade. Lance Leipold had a full offseason. They played well down the stretch. And the other thing is the early part of the schedule kind of breaks nicely for them. They play Tennessee Tech in week one. You'd hope that's a win. Week four, they play Duke at home. Duke, remember, first-year head coach Mike Elko. A couple weeks later, they play TCU at home. Remember, TCU, first-year head coach Sonny Dykes. And so when I look at Kansas, I can't sit here and tell you if they'll be favored in any game. Now, the the out-of-conference is not super easy because they do have to play at Houston. Houston might be the best uh, group of five team in college football this year. But when I look at this situation, I sit there and say, you know, I, I, I do think there is a path to three wins for Kansas. I think they take care of Tennessee Tech. I think they may be favored by Duke. And I think they steal one in the Big 12. We're going to get to the bottom of the Big 12. There's a lot of new coaches. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of everything going on in the Big 12. Kansas, do not laugh.
is my second pick, my second favorite pick uh, of this Big 12 over-under betting total. Now, before we get to break, let's do one more team. And let's do a team that is an entity just completely unto themselves. Oh, you know where I'm going, baby. The eyes of Texas are upon us. Oh, the li- All right, the Texas Longhorns. So we got to talk Texas. Um, insert your own as Texas back joke. Da-da-da-da-da. We get it. Year one, Steve Sarkeesian did not go as planned. Five and seven. What was it? Six straight losses in the middle of the year. They get punked by Arkansas at Arkansas. Uh, they lose to Kansas at home, which we just talked about. And it was really, really bad at Texas. Now, I do give him credit, Steve Sarkeesian, for a couple things. One, did beat Kansas State to end the regular season. I should mention, by the way, their over-under win total, according to DraftKings, is 8.5. Like Oklahoma, more money coming in on the under of 8.5 minus 120 than the over of plus 100. But when I look at Texas, um, you know, first of all, credit Sark, right? Like, it didn't go well. I'm not dismissing what happened last year, but Nick Saban wasn't great his first year at Bama. Um, whatever, you know, not everybody's perfect their first year. But he has created a lot of positive momentum this offseason, not only with that high school recruiting class of 2023, but also with what he did this offseason to close out the 2022 class and then, of course, in the transfer portal. Quinn Ewers is in at quarterback, and we can do this song and dance that Quinn Ewers hasn't officially won the job yet. You don't sign the former number one recruit in the class of 2022 and not play him, especially in a season that you got to win games. I mean, even if he's not better in camp, you just can't not play him. I'm sorry. Um, they also took care of business in the portal. Isaiah Nayor, really talented wide receiver from Wyoming. He had a great spring game, by the way, uh, for the Texas Longhorns. Caught a touchdown pass last year, 12 touchdown catches for the Wyoming Cowboys. Uh, keep the party going. They got Jaleel Billingsley and Ajayi Hall from Alabama. And as I said, really good 2022 recruiting class that has a lot of young talent in the program, especially in the trenches, especially on the offensive line. So that's the good with Texas. That's why there's excitement with Texas. Here's where I get a little bit concerned, though, besides the fact that it's just Texas and nothing ever seems to go as planned. One, did you hear what I just said about all that portal talent? A lot of talent at quarterback, a lot of talent at wide receiver. I didn't even mention Bijan Robinson is back at running back. I did not mention that Xavier Worthy, one of the best freshman wide receivers in America, one of the best wide receivers, period, is back as well. Here's where I get concerned, though. They were already really good on offense last year. They averaged 35 points per game last year. I used the analogy, as a matter of fact, on the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. And for those of you who listen to both, when the AP poll or the, the coaches poll came out the other day, what I said is this. What I said is Texas loading up on the offensive side of the ball when they were already good there. It's like being a basketball player and being an elite athlete and knowing you can dunk and finish at the rim anytime you want but knowing you need to work on your jump shot all summer and then just going to the gym and practicing your dunks or being great driving to the right, but know you got to work on your left and you just continue to drive to the right. I don't know that there's that much excitement because the, the problem wasn't on offense. The problem was on defense. And so really outside of Ryan Watts, a cornerback transfer from Ohio State, I don't really know how much of an upgrade there was there. Now, there's some young talent in the program in part of the 2022 class, but are those guys ready to contribute right away? Like, like I, I don't think so. And so for me, that is where the concern comes in with Texas. I just don't know how much better this defense is going to be. What I would continue to say about Texas, too, is this. I think for all the positive momentum, 
We just got to go back to last spring, not even last last school year, you know, last last season um, when, um, you know, when uh, when uh, when they had the whole situation on the bus, Bo Davis, the defensive line coach, is yelling and screaming. Never forget during spring practice, Moro Ajomo, veteran defensive lineman, basically went to the podium and said, we still got too many young guys in this program that are about the wrong things. And so I guess my thing is, I'm supposed to sit here and believe that in one offseason, the culture has completely changed when even at the end of spring practice, the veterans were concerned about this? Not to mention that you bring in uh, a couple, you know, kind of guys that had some off-the-field issues at Alabama, Jaleel Billingsley and Ajayi Hall. And I think that's where my concern is. The issues from last year are not gone, and they were expressed again during the spring. To take it a step further, here's my another question. We have seen in the past where one bad game can be a trickle-down effect for Texas, where one loss can turn into two, turn into three, turn into four. Well, who do they play in week two of the college football season? They play Alabama at home. And if Alabama steamrolls them, and DraftKings currently has them as a 14.5-point favorite, if Alabama steamrolls them, now they do get UTSA the next week, but does that become a situation where they lose a game that they shouldn't when they have to go to Texas Tech? Or they lose a game that they shouldn't because they're so beat up mentally and physically from playing Alabama? So I'm not sitting here saying Texas can't be good and can't hit the over-under of 8.5. What I'm just saying is I ain't going to be the one to bet it because to me, uh, I think Texas is fascinating, but we're here to make money. We're here to make bets that might actually cash. And it's what I said with Nebraska the other day. I see the path for Nebraska to hit their over. In their case, it's 7.5. Texas's case, it's 8.5. I just can't sit here in good conscience and tell all of you to spend your hard-earned money doing just that. I just want to do, do want to take a quick break. I do want to come back, and when I do come back, we'll look at the rest of the Big 12, including, frankly, spent so much time on Texas and Oklahoma. It was Baylor and Oklahoma State that played for the Big 12 title last year. We're going to come back, talk about those two teams next. Take a quick break. Be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we're going to get back to the show in a minute. 
Before we do, though, a uh, pretty cool announcement from our partners at DraftKings and the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, we've worked with them for two years since this show launched, and the next state to launch sports betting is the state of Kansas. And so rather than doing the MLB giveaway and all that stuff, what I just wanted to do, this is the Big 12 show, I wanted to alert the folks in Kansas. DraftKings has an incredible offer for you. Click the link in the show description. You are automatically given $100 in free bets when you sign up for a new DraftKings Sportsbook account in the state of Kansas. Only real rules. You got to be in the state of Kansas. You got to open a new account. And if you click the link in the show description, you get $100 in free bets courtesy of the DraftKings and the DraftKings Sportsbook. Obviously, you won't be able to use that $100 until Kansas goes live with sports betting, which should be any day now. But great offer in Kansas. By the way, if you live in a surrounding state, we're talking Big 12 today. You can drive over the border to Kansas, register, and you're automatically entered as well. Once you, uh, you know, once Kansas goes live, you would obviously have to be in Kansas uh, to make any bets. But great offer, Kansas specific, hundred dollars in free bets just for signing up. Click the link in the show description. Tell them Torres sent you. All right, everybody. I am back. Good to be back. Good to be back. First of all, thank you again to our partners, DraftKings and the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, as I said. For those of you in Kansas, we're talking Big 12 football. Well, those of you in Kansas, sports betting is coming soon, so make sure to go ahead, uh, click the link in the show description, sign up for a new account. If you are in Kansas, and if it's a first-time user, if you're a first-time user, $100 in free bets just for signing up. I think that will obviously kick in uh, once sports betting officially goes live. But Kansas, you're up next. Congratulations. Thank you to our partners at DraftKings. Let's go ahead and wrap on the Big Ten, uh, the Big Twelve, excuse me. And what I would say very quickly is we'll go, try to be a little bit quicker here. Obviously, when I did the SEC East, SEC West, Big Ten East, Big Ten West, we're talking about seven teams per division. Uh, we could spend a little bit longer on these teams. We'll be quick, especially on the back end. There are a few teams on the back end I don't have a super ton strong opinion on, so we'll be a little bit quick here on the back end of the show. But one team that I, I think is very interesting is the Baylor Bears. Uh, Baylor, the football program, I know there was some stuff with Art Bryles a few years ago, but what this program has turned into uh, is the model of consistency, the model of success in the Big 12. Uh, third different coach in the last six or seven years to lead Baylor to a New Year's Six Bowl last year. Uh, Dave Aranda becomes the second coach along with Art Bryles in the last decade to win a Big 12 title. Obviously, Matt Rule didn't win a Big 12 title, but he got them to a Sugar Bowl in his final season. So you talk about a model of consistency. And what was so impressive about Baylor was, I think it's easy to forget now, they were coming off a bad COVID year the year before. Now, that wasn't really a Dave Aranda thing. That was basically just a weird COVID thing where they don't get a spring practice in his first year. Weird starts and stops. It felt like they, maybe more than anybody else, had like weird cancellations late in the week. They're getting on the bus to go to a game. Like weird stuff. Last year, they obviously bounced back, and they were one of the really good stories in college football. Now, as it pertains to the over-unders, they are very interesting to me because I, I think they remind me in a lot of ways of Kentucky in the SEC East and Iowa in the SEC West. I was actually a little bit lower on Baylor coming in. I thought the under would be one of my best bets. And then I saw the over-under. And I said, how is that right? DraftKings currently has Baylor's over-under at seven and a half wins. 
with the over at minus 150 and the under at plus 130. And so I thought I was lower on Baylor than everybody. DraftKings has them at seven and a half wins. Curious if they know something we don't. Um, why do I feel that way? And when I say I was a little bit down on them, what I mean is this, is that they were the preseason pick to win the Big 12. I don't really see that. Uh, but on a positive note, what I would say is a couple things. One, give Dave Aranda credit. As I said, awesome story. And what I think he did obviously incredibly last year was he did a great job of establishing who they are and what they're about. We're going to talk about a team in a minute that I believe have, has absolutely no identity at all right now. And Baylor is a program that it already has an identity under Matt, uh, under Dave Aranda. They're going to run the ball, they're going to run it down your throat, and they're going to play great defense. Number 10 nationally in rushing offense last year, number 10 nationally in scoring defense last year as well. So when you run the ball effectively, you don't give up points, you're going to win a lot of games. Here's where I get concerned with Baylor this year is I think that there's a little bit too much you know, Dave Aranda hype, and listen, I get it. He's a great coach. He's a great guy by all accounts. I don't know him personally, but everybody who's been around him speaks to his character and his accountability and he's a good guy. And so I get why there's so much excitement. What I think is being lost with Baylor, though, is why I'm not as high on them, why I don't think they should be the Big 12 favorite. They lost a ton off last year's team. First of all, their quarterback, Gary Gary Bohannon, is gone. Now, he transferred after spring, but it doesn't change the fact that Blake Shapin, who's now in a quarterback, really talented, showed some flashes in that Big 12 championship game when he had to come in and play for Gary Bohannon. He was awesome. It doesn't change the fact that he just does not have a ton of experience. And so you're asking basically a first-year quarterback to come in uh, for a big a, a favorite in the Big, Ten, uh, big 12. But then on top of that, they lost a ton around him as well that nobody seems to even acknowledge except for me. They lose a 1,000-yard rusher and Abraham Smith. And when I say 1,000, it was actually closer to like 1,500, 1,600 yards last year for Abraham Smith. Uh, in total, 1,601, as a matter of fact, 12 touchdowns. Two, they also lost their best wide receiver, Tyquan Thornton. And they lost a ton off of their defense. Uh, Terrell Bernard is gone. He was the leading tackler on the team. He plays for the Buffalo Bills now. JT Woods in the secondary at safety actually led college football, tied for the most interceptions with six. He's now with the Los Angeles Chargers. And in total, Baylor had the most players drafted of anyone in the Big 12 with seven overall. And so I get the excitement coming off of last year. I get that we all like Dave Aranda. But asking Baylor to replace seven NFL draft picks, including your leading rusher, your leading wide receiver, with a first-year quarterback, it just feels like a lot to me. Now, while I feel that way, What I would also say is this. I also can't see five losses on the schedule for this to go under. And again, it's like Iowa, it's like Kentucky. I don't love the personnel relative to everybody else, but you look at the schedule, it's hard to find. Now, look, if you want to say, okay, they play at Oklahoma, that's probably going to be a loss. Uh, Okay, I can live with that. If you want to say they play at Texas, and Texas at least has the talent to beat them, okay, I can rock with that. Although, again, Texas is kind of the opposite. Nobody questions their talent. They question their culture. Baylor's the opposite. Uh, people question their, 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 maybe the, the front-end talent relative to, to, to the elite teams in college football. Nobody questions the culture under Dave Aranda. But if we're assuming those are losses, they play, Bale, uh, they play BYU at BYU in Week 2. BYU's a very talented team this year. Okay, that's three. I still got to come up with two more losses? Well, you know, let's see. They play West Virginia on a Thursday. That's kind of a weird game. 
but Thursday nights, weird stuff happens. But it is worth noting that Baylor is coming off of a bye coming into that game. I guess in theory, West Virginia is as well. Iowa State on the road, maybe it'll be cold. I just don't know where you find the five losses for Baylor. So as I always say on the Aaron Torres pod, I do think two things can be true. Um, I do think that when I look at Baylor, I probably don't see the Big 12 champ that the media predicted at Big 12 media days. But I also, I find it hard to find five losses on this schedule. I would still lean over for this team because uh, I, I do trust Dave Aranda. I do trust the culture. They are going to be really good along the defensive front, which is worth noting. Apusika is back, obviously, uh, the transfer two years ago from LSU. I just don't see a Big 12 champ. But but to, to go under on 7-5, and five, I just can't see it. Uh, let's keep the party going with the team that, that uh, Baylor beat in just an absolute thriller in the Big 12 championship game, and that is Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State over-under win total 8.5. Another kind of interesting deal where don't love the team, don't love the situation, but find it hard to find three losses on the schedule, four losses on the schedule for them to go under. And so with Oklahoma State, why it's a stay away is, uh, you know, I'm not a fan of a couple things. First of all, I I, I will say, like, credit to Mike Gundy. Dude is just wildly underrated. And I think most of you know me well enough to know I don't really care about the off-the-field stuff. I don't care what T-shirt he's wearing. Oh, he watches OAN. That doesn't make him a terrible person. I don't really care what my football coach's politics are, whatever. And the guy produces on the field. I mean, go back the last couple years. Since 2015, here are his regular season win totals. So not even including bowl games. Ten wins, nine wins, nine wins, seven, eight, COVID year, 11 wins. So we're talking about four seasons in the last six non-COVID seasons with nine plus wins. And so it's probably, if you're going to go either way, the the smart bet is probably to take the over here. Um, At the same time, though, I do have some concerns, right? Uh, First of all, Spencer Sanders. Uh, You know, I have this theory in college football. When we know the coach and we know the quarterback, a lot of times we overvalue a team. And I do think Oklahoma State's kind of a good example. Spencer Sanders has been there a while. It's his third year as a starting quarterback. He was far from elite last year as the head, as the quarterback at Oklahoma State. Finished with a completion percentage of just 62%, and it was a weird end to the season for Spencer Sanders. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions in the bowl game, zero touchdowns, four interceptions in the loss to Baylor in the Big 12 championship game. But what I would also say is while those are two extremes, you look at the stats in the other games – 16 touchdowns, 8 interceptions in the Big 12 against all those offenses, hardly elite, and instead it speaks to how good Oklahoma State's defense was. Well, first of all, to go back to the offense for half a second, you do lose uh, your leading rusher in Jalen Warren, who was, again, over a 1,000-yard rusher at Oklahoma State last year. You do lose your leading wide receiver at Oklahoma State from a year ago, Tay Martin. And so quarterback I don't like, without his 1,000-yard rusher, without his leading receiver, And then we get to the defense, which was just awesome last year. Like, I think, again, it's easy to forget. We get so sucked into the vortex of Texas and Oklahoma when we talk the Big 12. It was Oklahoma State and Baylor that played for the conference championship. Oklahoma State finishes the season with a top five defense nationally, gave up under 300 yards per game, and then a top 10 defense in terms of scoring, giving up an average of 18 points per game. So a really impressive effort by the defense. Just one problem. They lost most of their best players, and they lost their defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles, to Ohio State, where he is now the defensive coordinator there. And so when I look at Oklahoma State, I I just can't get excited about either side. Um, You know, the schedule, I do think, is actually very manageable. 
They're out of conference games. Central Michigan at home. Arizona State, which is a mess under Herm Edwards. We'll talk about Arizona State in the Pac-12 preview next week. And Arkansas Pine Bluff at home as well. Now, they do have to go to Baylor, and they do have to go to Oklahoma. But a lot of those swing games, Iowa State at home, West Virginia at home, if you want to even call those swing games, Texas Tech at home, those should all be wins. Um, You know, whatever. Kansas on the road should be a win. So for me, it's hard to find three definitive losses on the schedule unless, of course, as I just said a minute ago, we're expecting Texas to actually meet expectations this year. So for me, this just feels like a stay away. I can't get excited about either side. Uh, I'm writing up a preview right now for Aaron Torres Online. The one thing I will say, it feels like one of the two, Oklahoma State or Baylor, is going to kind of hit that over. I just I, I don't see enough losses for the two of them in this conference, not with the bottom of the conference looking the way that it does. And so for me, I would venture to guess the winner of that game, Baylor Oklahoma State, probably hits the over. Um, but yeah, I just I, I I can't I just I can't get excited about either side on Oklahoma State. Really quickly, let's wrap on everybody else in the conference. I, I'm going to go through these pretty quick. West Virginia is five and a half over over an uh, and over under a five and a half over minus one twenty five under of plus one hundred five. West Virginia to me, I would argue is maybe the most interesting team in the conference for how uninteresting they are and what do I mean by that I just don't know what they are right now under Neil Brown and one thing you can say about a program is that by year two year three at the latest you should kind of know what a program's about right they should have an identity I just said it with Baylor Baylor's going to run the ball they're going to play defense Utah is going to be physical um, Lincoln Riley's team is going to uh, is going to score a lot of points. Ryan Day's team is going to score a lot of points. Um, you know, Brent Venable's team I assume will play with toughness. What is West Virginia's identity in year 4 under Neil Brown? First of all, 5 and 7, 6 and 4, 6 and 7 his first 3 years. But two, like wh- like what what is their ide- like what do they hang their hat on good, bad, whatever? I mean, even bad teams have an identity. Nebraska has an identity. They play they play people really hard. Uh, they can't pull out the win. Wisconsin is really physical and great along the offensive line. What is West Virginia's identity under Neil Brown? They weren't great on offense last year, nor were they great on defense. Um, I don't, I can't think of like one super memorable moment from any of his first three seasons. They don't recruit at an elite level. They don't hit the portal at an elite level. They lose players to the portal at an elite level, including a couple D linemen or defensive starters, I should say, to Miami. But I just don't know what I'm getting from West Virginia week to week, month to month, year to year under Neil Brown, and I like the hire when it happened. Like I said, five and seven, six and four, six and seven in his first three seasons at the school. The six and four season was COVID. But I, I mean, I can't bet on him because I, I just don't know what to expect from them under him. Now, the one thing I will say, I do think a lot of their success or failures is going to ultimately fall on the shoulders of JT Daniels, the quarterback from Georgia and previously USC. Keep in mind, USC's former offensive coordinator, Graham Harrell, now at West Virginia, and that does get me excited. And what I will say about JT Daniels, like I know he's kind of turned into this social media punching bag, and he's the guy that, um, you know, he's the guy, he was the, 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 the golden child from Southern California, didn't get, lost the starting spot and transferred. But I still go back. This time last year, don't forget, I did pick Georgia to win the national championship in the preseason. How about my dogs? <laughs> That was my dog impression for people who, who are new to the show. Um, but with, with Georgia, part of the reason I picked Georgia to win the national championship was I thought JT Daniels was the first real quarterback that they had. And you go back to the season that he played 
uh, two years ago during COVID when Stetson Bennett got benched late in the year. Go back and look at what JT Daniels did in the four games that he played for Stetson Bennett two seasons ago. Not last year when they won the title, but two seasons ago. I'm looking at the game log right now. Here is what he did in 2020. 28 of 38, 400 yards, four touchdowns against Mississippi State. 10 of 16, two touchdowns, one interception against South Carolina. 16 of 27, 299 yards, three touchdowns against Missouri. And then in the Sugar Bowl, or they uh, was it the Sugar Bowl, the Peach Bowl, excuse me, 26 of 38, 392 yards, 69% completion percentage. And so I bring it up. We can criticize JT Daniels. When Kirby Smart actually let him throw the ball, 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, two interceptions over a four-game stretch against good competition, by the way. Mississippi State was, I guess, all right that year. Missouri was ranked when they played Georgia and Cincinnati, of course, in that that Peach Bowl. So I, I think it really comes down to JT Daniels. But like I said, I, I just I can't get excited about West Virginia. I don't know who they are or what they do well. Total stay away to me. Really quickly, I think we're getting through this pretty quickly here. Um, Kansas State, I'll say this about Kansas State. Do not forget, Kansas State's interesting because they have some really dynamic pieces, including Deuce Vaughn, who is like, for people who are not familiar with Kansas State, he is just this spark plug difference maker on offense. He's about five foot eight, five foot seven, something like that. Was their leading rusher with over 1,400 yards, listed at 5'6. How about that? Over 1,400 yards, 18 touchdown rushes last year. Also, their leading receiver with 49 catches for receiving touchdowns last year. So they're interesting. But one thing I would say about Kansas State is, is, I say one thing, but it's really two or three things. First of all, you look at last year, you know, they really took care of the teams that they were supposed to. Seven and five overall, beat Stanford, beat Southern Illinois, beat Nevada, beat Texas Tech, beat TCU, beat Kansas, beat West Virginia. Lost to Baylor, lost to Oklahoma State, lost to Oklahoma, lost to Iowa State. Also lost to Texas, and they were, by the way, never forget, Texas was on a, a, what, five, six-game losing streak going into that game. Season finale, Texas actually got a win over Kansas State on Thanksgiving weekend. So they had no great wins. Here's the other factor with Kansas State you got to consider. You guys remember who their quarterback is? It's Adrian Martinez, the former Nebraska quarterback. He transferred in. I was thinking about this today. It's funny. I was thinking... You know, Adrian Martinez and Scott Frost, to me, they're like the bizarro world Bill Belichick and Tom Brady in the sense that remember when Tom Brady and Bill Belichick left each other, the question was who was really responsible for the winning? And then we found out pretty quick it was pretty much Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl the next year. Scott Frost and uh, Adrian Martinez are kind of the opposite. We're going to find out pretty quickly who was to blame for all of their losing over the last couple years. Was it Adrian Martinez? Was it Scott Frost? Or was it both? Because both are in pretty good situations. But I just, you know, the over-under for Kansas State uh, this coming season for the the Wildcats, it is six and a half. I I, I could lie and pretend that I'm really excited about one side, but I can't bet on Adrian Martinez. I can't put my money on him. I just can't. Uh, Really quickly... TCU, Texas Tech, I would just say they're essentially the same team to me. TCU, their over-under is 6.5. Texas Tech, their over-under is 5.5. Both, for people who have forgotten, had coaching changes last last se- not only last offseason, but during the season. Texas Tech fired Matt Wells, replaced him with Joey McGuire. TCU fired Gary Patterson. TCU replaced him with, uh, with Sonny Dykes. 
And so when I look at these two teams, very similar. Now, Texas Tech was kind of interesting because they basically fired Matt Wells to get ahead of the curve. They didn't want him to keep winning so that they couldn't fire him. So they actually fired him with a 5-3 and three record overall. They go 6-6 six and six on the season, and they go to a bowl game and win. So Joe McGuire is probably in a pretty good spot, really well-respected former high school football coach there, was at Baylor the last couple years as a linebacker's coach. Um, but I, listen, I'm excited about his future. He's recruiting really well, top 20 class in the country as of right now. But first-year head coach, weird quarterback situation, hard to get excited there. And then TCU, it's, it's weirdly identical. Now, again, TCU's over under a 6.5. Texas Tech is 5.5. But you look at TCU, first of all, a tough out-of-conference schedule. They play two road games in the out-of-conference at Colorado at SMU, which is, of course, where Sonny Dykes came from. So you know that group is going to be fired up to play him. But it's the same deal. Program was a little bit of a mess last year. The defense was certainly a mess last year. TCU lost a couple key guys out, you know, into the portal with Zach Evans going to Ole Miss, with O'Shawn Mathis, the defensive player, going to Nebraska. We talked about him last week. Just, I mean, weird quarterback situation. They're not really good at quarterback. Sonny Dykes is kind of an offensive guy. Again, this just feels like a classic stay away to me. Both those teams feel very similar. I will be staying away from both. Final team, Iowa State. Listen, I'll say this. I get a lot of stuff wrong, but I did say this time last year, I said, Iowa State, stop trying to sell me that they are a college football playoff contender. Remember last year, if you remember, dating back to last year with Iowa State, yes, the Iowa State Cyclones, we were talking about a team that in the preseason, in the preseason for Iowa State, was ranked in the top 10 nationally and was a dark horse college football playoff contender. I said, they are not a playoff contender, please stop. Well, they end up being one of the most disappointing teams in college football, finishing 7-5 and five overall in the regular season, 7-6 and six if you include a bowl game loss to Clemson. Now, what I would say is why I'm not excited about them. They're over-under this year, by the way, for the Iowa State Cyclones is 6.5. Why I'm not excited, they lost a lot of key pieces off of last year's team. They lost uh, their quarterback, Brock Purdy, who's been around forever. They lost Brees Hall, second-round draft pick, New York Jets, 1,000-yard rusher, back-to-back seasons. They lose Charlie Kohler, All-American tight end, uh, who, like his, uh, like Brees Hall, is now in the NFL playing for the Baltimore Ravens' fourth-round pick. So you mean to tell me they went 7-5 and five last year and disappointed, and I'm supposed to like the over here? But at the same time, what I would also say is I've been following sports long enough to know that sometimes you get the super veteran group, and after a while... They just got interest outside of the team, right? They're getting they're getting older. They're getting ready to graduate. They all know they're going to the NFL. I'm not saying that's what happened there, but I could see the scenario where they really do kind of overachieve a little bit this year, go 7-5, and five, hit the over, but I'm just not excited about any of them. All right, I think that's it for this episode of College Football Betting with Aaron Torres. Uh, quick reminder, my two favorite bets, Oklahoma over 9.5 and, and Kansas, my Jayhawks, over 2.5. It is time for me to get out of here, though. I want to thank you all for listening to College Football Betting. If you're not subscribed to this show, please make sure to do so. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, this show is available. Also, make sure to rate and review the show. Uh, find the YouTube channel. We're up to almost 40 subscribers. We're, we're moving slow. Uh, based on the number of downloads, there, there are plenty of people. We get a lot of downloads. It has not translated yet to the YouTube page, so... 
$25 Buffalo Wild Wings gift card for the first 50 people. Probably about a dozen of you have taken advantage of that. Let's get up to 50 and let me give a dozen or so away of these more. What you got to do, again, subscribe to the YouTube channel, College Football Betting with Aaron Torres. Send me a screenshot that you're subscribed, and we will go ahead and get you a Buffalo Wild Wings gift card. With that said, I think it is time for me to get out of here. Want to thank you all for listening to College Football Betting. The numbers, I've been pleasantly surprised here uh, in summertime, and we're going to ramp things up. Two episodes next week. Tuesday, we'll talk some Heisman bets. Thursday, we'll do the Pac-12. And then other than that, we're getting close, people. We are getting awfully, awfully close to week zero. I'll be back next week. Have a great week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.